everybody. Welcome back. Um, we today wanted to talk about the um, spiritual or spirituality um, dimension of the dimensions of wellness that we've been practicing. So um, yeah, I was looking up the technical definition of spirituality and it's basically just being concerned with like the soul or the spirit of a person rather than physical or material things. So we've been trying to practice some of that you guys want to talk about like mm-hmm. what we've been doing mm-hmm. um so after we've had a pretty active day like going biking or going on a really long walk we've come back we've made ourselves some lunch and then after that we've set up our yoga mats <laughs> and we've listened to a guided meditation and ross. <laughs> yes ross on Shout peloton. Out to ross rayburn on peloton um <laughs> it's been very it's been very relaxing um and then we've gone into some yoga for however just however long we've wanted to do it for so I think today we ended up doing or no actually yesterday we ended up doing like a 10 minute meditation and it goes by a lot quicker than you think like I was lying down because that was the most comfortable position for me but Ross suggested that you can just kind of sit in whatever position is the most comfortable for you so he was just sitting straight up, I guess, because he's a professional, so that's more comfortable for him. But it's really just whatever is going to, like, feel the most comfortable for you and let you really be one with your thoughts and um, just, like, clear your mind and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you about, like, clearing your mind because um, I think mindfulness has been teaching me that you are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's an important reminder. Sorry, my voice sounds kind of deep right now. <laughs> I don't know why. You sound fine. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, that, that basically you're not your thoughts. Um, I think we've experienced a lot of emotions throughout this trip, especially being in a different environment, which shout out to our last episode if you haven't listened. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really made me just reconnect with just like my physical body and just not be so cloudy in my brain and stressed and anxious um and I think that's like a really important reminder that I want to take um far beyond this trip this Mm -hmm. project yeah I've done mindfulness like a little bit before in the past couple of years um but I always feel like I do it whenever I'm feeling stressed like but only when I'm feeling stressed and I don't know it's weird because it's not like it ends up I don't like practice it as a normal habit and I think that like I don't know they've done it like during exams and when I have something going on in my life that's stressing me out I'll do mindfulness but I feel like I'm not I don't practice it enough to be like good at it enough to help me when I'm stressed <laughs> so Sarah said something really good earlier I we forget just, I no can... yeah um, I think I think you said it seems that mindfulness is more of it should be more of a ritual than a remedy and I thought that was a really good line because it, it's yes, basically Sarah. <laughs> okay, okay, Sarah. Really okay, <laughs> but it was just summarizing what May just said really perfectly. That it, it seems like for me too, I'll normally just do mindfulness or like deep breathing or something to calm myself down, but only when I'm feeling really anxious or stressed about something, and not mm-hmm. just just like all the time. So I don't know. I feel like it would benefit yeah. me in the long run. And just every day to just calm down and take a minute to do something that it's even just like a five minute practice even. And I feel like that could just have such 
a beneficial impact on my day and just make me a lot more calm. Even if I don't really think that I'm stressed, it would still help a lot, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like meditation too is a very personal way to practice mindfulness, but I also know that I think counseling I would consider a way of mindfulness and taking care of your mental health. And when you said that, Esme, that just reminded me too that um, in college, like a goal for me is to set up a relationship with a counselor and almost set it up as like a preventative measure so that I'm not almost like, I'm not like super stressed or super anxious or something when I come to that person, but I'm just like creating this ritual, this practice to, you know, show up every day and take care of my mental health. Um, cause I, I agree that it's not, um, it's not as helpful when you just are in a very stressed state of mind and you like come to this new practice that you've never done before and you're like, okay, I hope this works. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it would be good at least for me to create like a ritual about it. Yeah, definitely. And I think like in the book that we were reading body thrive, they do, we've mentioned this same idea multiple times, but it's really important to emphasize that, um, just like creating habits very incrementally and just doing a few new ones a week instead of overwhelming yourself is just really beneficial in the long run because then you don't have to be stressed about making all these decisions at once. So you can really just focus on what you want to focus on. So if you're trying to start meditating when you're already stressed and you're trying to learn how to do that, it can end up being counterproductive. So I guess just like kind of easing into a practice of that, just doing a little bit more every day or something, yeah, just a little more every day that could end up helping you and make you less stressed over time yeah I also feel like when I've done it in the past I always think like like I said I usually tend to like go to mindfulness and I honestly like rarely do but like when I have it's when I'm stressed and I always feel like okay maybe that helped a little bit but like it didn't make a huge difference but I think if I was doing it every day I really would see a big difference like just in general over time partly because I'm practicing it and getting better at it but also partly just because I'm doing it each day and it would just like have like it'd be like a more Mm long-term benefit type of thing Mm -hmm. um yeah also when I think of spirituality I think of like the first thing that comes to mind is religion because that's I feel like those words are kind of related Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like it's also important with like thinking about spirituality it's more just like your non-physical self like your soul if you want to call it um kind of like the definition said like not physical or not material so Mm. yeah that's really interesting and I know earlier Sarah brought up a point of just um thinking of Sarah (laughs) I know I'm like I don't remember but okay (laughs) but like past Sarah brought up a point that was just like spirituality being something where you're just focused on something bigger than yourself and I think that that can definitely be a really, but that's just a really good habit to fall into or just practice to develop because it, it really does just make you realize that there's so much more than yourself. And like, if you get all caught up in your own thoughts, like maybe it'll help you just kind of get out of your own head and realize some things that are bigger than yourself. I totally agree. And in Body Thrive by Kate <laughs> yes. Stoneman, um, one of the things she did talk about is in the morning, she does either like a gratitude practice or a meditation where she visualizes herself as this like very small person, not in like a degrading way, but just in a way where she's recognizing that there's like a higher power. And I think in all religion, in all spirituality, that's a common theme is that there's this higher power, whether that's 
a god, mother nature, whatever you believe in. Um, and I think that's like a really selfless way to just start the morning and just be a very humble person. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about gratitudes a little bit, what we've been yeah. doing with that. Yeah, I we've been writing just like like three gratitudes in the morning and for me like I actually have done this before like write gratitudes um I'll just list like three really small things because I feel like something about listing those small little details like just puts me in a in a better mood and I feel like it's almost more effective than listing like the big things like I think it's really important to be grateful for like you know that you have food and water and that you have like a roof over your head but I think that if you're saying that each day you would like lose its effectiveness and you would just like I don't know how to (laughs) word this right but um I think that sometimes it's like it's kind of just listing like the small little details that have been relevant to your day or to your life recently is just like a nice way to be like you know what that was like a really small moment but that made me really happy and it just reminds you of those little things that make you happy and for me it's almost like an instant mood booster like I write down three things I'm grateful for and my mood honestly changes like it's really cool because it's such an easy quick thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it also just makes you realize how many little things are so positive in your life that are making you happy because it's easier to focus on the things that are making you unhappy like I don't know this is just an example that's a little off topic maybe but like if someone's maybe like giving you um like constructive criticism or something that's supposed to be a positive thing and even if they're saying almost all positive things to you you're going to remember the little things that they said that you didn't that maybe didn't feel make you feel great instead of all the positive stuff that they said so that Mm -hmm. kind of goes with your day too in general like you're just going to notice or remember the little things that made you upset or that someone said to you that made you not feel great but if you're just listing these things that did make you happy then you're going to remember all the things that you might have that might have been like drowned out from the negative things Mm. That's so true. Oh my gosh. I feel like maybe if we're all comfortable, I feel like it'd be fun to do three things that we're grateful for from today. Um, and I can start if you want. Um, so I would say two of them have to do with nature because we were just in a lot of nature today. So I'm grateful for the probably like 20 plus turtles that we saw today. There were so many turtles on the towpath in the water and it was just, it was really nice. And I'm also grateful for the three blue herons, I believe that's what they're called, that we saw. Um, They're these giant crane-like birds, and they're so beautiful, and we were probably about, like, three feet away from one when we were, like, riding past it. Um, And it didn't fly away or anything, you know, it was just there. It was was really pretty. And I'd also say I'm grateful for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, (laughs) because we made those today, and it, when we were eating them at the park at the end of our, you know, seven-mile bike ride... It brought me back to being a kid again and going on like a little field trip, opening up my tin foil and having like this little PB and J. And it was definitely like a really nice feeling. I think that in a world where there's so much happening, like I don't get to feel that little those little joys of being a kid. And that was just a really great moment. That's awesome. Yeah, I can go next. Um, three for me. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of mine are related to nature too, because we went yes. on a fourteen mile bike ride today, so <laughs> yes. we definitely saw a lot of nature. Um, but one of mine would probably be, um, just, like, riding past the, we were, like, on one side surrounded by a creek, and on the other side we were surrounded by the Delaware River, so just, like, hearing all of that water, just, like, Mm -hmm. flowing, and, like, 
we would also pass over a waterfall so just like hearing the sound of the water would be one of them that was really like beautiful and very calming um so that was definitely one another one would be my yogurt bowl that i made this morning it had it was beautiful i've yes. been taking pictures of my breakfast every morning because they're just so pretty um and it had I think it had some like frozen raspberries and blueberries, some granola that Sarah made before the project. Um, I'll put and... the recipe in the description. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and it was based with some vanilla yogurt, and it was just really delicious and beautiful. Um, and then another one would probably be, would probably just be like the weather today it was so nice. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy. But I just woke up and I went outside and it was perfect sweatshirt weather in the morning. And then throughout the day, it got hotter, but we were biking. So we were able to feel the breeze and it was just such a nice feeling of like still feeling the sun, but not being too hot that I couldn't enjoy it. So those are my three. That was pretty long. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, I am grateful for, I feel like the first two nights I wasn't getting like the best like sleep like I couldn't fall asleep or it was like not great quality sleep and I feel like I slept better last night so that was really nice and then um I don't know I've just been really grateful for like our little early mornings out on the deck like we've been waking up early as part of like one of our habits that we're trying to build and it's just so beautiful out on the deck in the morning and it's so early and we're up kind of before other people maybe there's a few like runners or something but we just sit out there and we eat our breakfast and it's like it's kind of honestly like one of the highlights of my day um or the highlight of my day because it's just like it's a very I don't know I just really I've been really enjoying the mornings yeah um and then I don't know I've just been grateful for like we've been kind of joking about how we feel like we have so much time but I'm also just grateful that we do have all this time because we can just say like you know, maybe we want to relax a little bit right now, like, we need to take care of our, you know, we need to just, like, decompress a little bit, or we can say, like, we want to go do something, and we have all these things around us that we can do, and all these, like, options of activities, and um, I've just been grateful for, like, feeling like I just have some time, because the school year has been busy, and I'm always crunched for time, and, like, recently we've just been feeling, I think, kind of relaxed in that way. So those are really good. Look at that. I and like I already feel better just listening to those. Honestly, like just recapping the day and feeling grateful, it just makes me automatically, like May said, feel more positive. Yeah, and hearing other people's is also really nice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think like it's such an it's such an easy thing, and I think when we were planning this, we were like, should we write gratitudes in the morning or at night? And I think the morning is a really good time to write them because, like I like we've been talking about, it kind of instantly makes you feel more positive and happier. And if you're writing it in the morning, then you're kind of just starting your day off on a really good note. And I feel like that's something that I really want to, like, keep doing. Because it takes literally 30 seconds to write down three little small things that I'm grateful for. I think another part of mindfulness is also affirmations. I don't know if anyone's heard of those, but I'm, I mean, I'm not an expert. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure one thing, it's basically like one sentence um, that you can repeat. For example, let me just give you one. Like, I am beautiful. I am healthy. I am, you know, things like that. Um, And I personally have one that I can share that I normally write after my gratitudes. And I haven't been, you know, doing my gratitudes consistently before this trip. But this quote is, like, on my vision board. It's just something that I kind of take into my life. And it's, I am so much more than enough. And that's just my personal affirmation. But I'm just wondering if you guys have heard 
of affirmations or like what you think about them. I have heard of them and I've always really wanted to like develop a good one. I feel like like just in our little mindfulness practices, there's been a few times mm-hmm. where the instructor, Ross, we love him. But wait, that quote came from Ross. Oh my god. I gotta be kidding you. After a yoga session with him, he said that and I was like, Yes. I was like, yeah. that is it. So he said, I don't know, he we were doing a mindfulness session with him and he was suggesting maybe we think of just an affirmation. He was just suggesting th- some and I liked the one like like I am at peace because I feel like that can yeah. just be like you know, like I don't know, just clearly a good thing to practice in, in <laughs> yeah. any situation. Like, it kind of applies to anything. It can help you in any situation because just being, like, at peace doesn't have to necessarily mean, like, you're ecstatic and you're, like, so happy and you're, like, like you know, off the wall. But it also is, like, just, like, I am at peace and I don't know. I just like it. I like that one a lot, that. too. I think one that – so I haven't really ever gotten super into affirmations, but over this trip I have been thinking about it a little more as we've been doing – our mindfulness practices and I think one that I thought of that would just kind of go into a lot of aspects of life is just I am strong it's so simple but just like mentally you're very you can just think that you're very strong and you'll be able to become mentally tougher which is really an important thing to have because a lot of things really are just about your mindset and also obviously about being physically strong too like it can make you kind of expand your limits and push yourself more in just like all aspects of your life. So just, I think that's a really good one to have. I really like those. Yeah, I love those. I want to get more into that. And I, it's actually making me think that maybe we could like try to do that with each other, like yeah, hold each other accountable for that. Yeah. And I normally, I write it like after my gratitudes, which I don't I know. I feel like it's a good time just to like, you know, write it down. It's a good, yeah. Yes. I, oh, yeah. You go ahead. Oh no, you go. I was just going to add a quick note, like, something in our Body Thrive book was, like, you should have a habit, or, like, yeah, like, a habit that kind of, like, triggers another habit, so I feel like writing the gratitudes triggers the, like, writing your affirmation. I don't know. I just like that. Mm, oh, I love that. That's really good. That's really good. That's really and something good. else that I just wanted to add about affirmations is, like, I feel like the point of them is just whenever you say something out loud or write something down you just start to believe that it's true. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like people normally do this with negative things. They'll be like, oh, I'm so bad at this. Or, like, oh, I'm not good enough. And mm-hmm. that's just something that people do yes. all the time. I'm yes. guilty of that. I'm sure that you guys are, too. And anyone listening to this is also guilty of this. But I feel like affirmations, that's just going to be a place and time where you can just say something, even if you don't really believe it yet. Just fake it till you make it. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the best way to put it shortly and sweetly. But just fake it till you make it, and eventually you will believe the affirmation that you're telling yourself. And it can probably have a really great impact. That's so true. There's this, like, theory. Oh, I forget his name. I know his first name's Americus, but it's called Identity Loyalty. And it's this idea that you can identify yourself with a term, a phrase, an object. Um, And it's really, I think that's so true about negative things. Like you said, like, oh, I'm a bad cook. You know, it's like you say it so much and you believe it so much that you just never make the effort to try cooking. And I feel like that's so true that I maybe should have like, I feel like we have a lot of identity loyalty to these like negative aspects of us, but we should like have some more identity loyalty to like the good things about us. Like I am strong, like that affirmation. Yeah. And even just like in school, people are always saying like, oh, I'm going to fail this. Oh, I just failed that. They just throw it around. And I think that it's interesting because 
I mean, I'm guilty of doing that too. I'll be like, oh my God, that was so hard. I just failed that. Like, I'm so dumb. Like, whatever. Yeah. And, but I know deep down, like, I know that I'm not dumb. I know that I am smart. And, like, I think that I do have confidence in myself, but I never, that's never what's said out loud. It's always Mm -hmm. the negative stuff is said out loud. And the confidence is just kind of like, I reassure myself in my own head, but I never will say out loud, like, oh, I think that test went, like, went really well. Like, I think I did great, you know? Like, I just won't, I don't say that type of thing. And I think that's so true that saying something out loud is, like, you're just, like, giving it to the world. If you keep saying negative stuff out loud, then Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to become. Yeah, I feel like another part of that, especially in a school setting, is that you want reassurance from other people when you're mm-hmm. saying negative things about yourself. You're like, oh, I'm so dumb. Then you want someone to be like, no, no, you're not. Exactly. You're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, the thing but it has is, to come from like, within. It, exactly. Oh. It has to come from yourself. And you, like, saying your own affirmations is just going to make you so much mentally stronger. And mm-hmm. just, you know, like, if you're able to find that within yourself, even if you do feel like you failed a test, like, just being like, I am open to studying harder next time. Or I am... Like, I am okay with whatever the results are. Like, I don't really know if that counts as an affirmation, but just, like, I yeah. know that in the end I am actually smart and this one test mm-hmm. isn't going to, like, define my entire yeah. academic career, you know? Like you are so, so much just, more than enough. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It all goes back to that one, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that that was definitely an interesting point to to notice, too, just, like, that it really just does have to come from within. You can't be looking for outside validation because then you'll never, you're never going to be enough then. Yeah. You just, it has to come from yourself. That's, That's so, so true. Smart. Yeah. And that like rubs off on other people too. Like if you're, if you're going around saying like, you know what, like I've studied really hard for that test and I actually think I did well and I'm not going to say I failed just because everybody else is saying I failed. Like mm-hmm. the other people are going to be like, honestly, me, I don't know, maybe they would, but I feel like <laughs> if, if other people, if there wasn't such a like dialogue of like, I just failed that, I, I suck. Like yeah. then, <laughs> then like. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it just rubs off on other people. That's so true. And, yeah. yeah. Even, like, the small talk at school, like, if nobody's saying anything, there are two phrases that come to mind that I have said before and that I hear people say every day, and I, I know you guys are going to know. It's, like, I'm tired and I'm cold. Literally. <laughs> like, like, can we take a moment? Like, those are the two things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. Like, oh, my God, it's so cold in this room. Like, like why? I'm so hungry. <laughs> like, why? And even if I'm not feeling that, I sometimes say it. Like, Me too. why? Like, why can I not be, like, it is the perfect temperature in here. I am awake. <laughs> I am alive. Like, it sounds dumb. But, like, we automatically default to negative. That's our way of connecting wow. with other people. It's just, it's that weird. so interesting. I also want to talk about, like, mindfulness in, in school because I will tell you that I have I've had probably about 10 physical education gym classes in my life and I have taken one class on mindfulness over the summer that was optional and that was only an option because we had a pandemic happening like I just want to like put that out there I feel like mental health education is so disproportional to physical education and I think that probably comes from like our societies you know definitely view. and the thing is is that like Again, I'm going to say we've been reading this in body, the Body Thrive book, but I think it's also, you probably know it to be true, that, like, if your mental, I want to say mental health, but also, like, your spirit, like, you're, you're at peace, like, that affects your physical health, and, like, that, so that really does, because, I don't know, like, when we've been doing mindfulness, I may have mentioned this in one of the earlier episodes, but when we've been doing mindfulness, like, I feel my heart rate, like, slow down, and I feel like that's got to be so good for my body, just to, like, have, like, 
five or ten minutes of just, like, a break of, like, the busyness and the, like, rushing around. And I feel like, yeah, like, spirituality does definitely affect, like, physical health, too. Definitely. Because I've, I've felt that in, like, the reverse way. Sometimes when I'm really stressed or I'm feeling really anxious, I will physically feel, like, like my stomach hurts or, like, that, you know, just, like, feel yeah. very you know, unwell. <laughs> and yeah, like, like your heart's and, pounding. And yeah, like, yeah, like thinking about all the adrenaline that goes through, like before you take a test or before you do something that's going to be really mm-hmm. scary or stressful, but just doing the opposite, having a more calm mindset or doing something to put your mind at ease would definitely just have the opposite effect as all these stresses having. So I think that's something that we should definitely try to implement into our lives every day. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. like sometimes I almost like, it sounds bad, but I almost kind of, like, rely on stress to get me through, like, a test or homework. Because I'm, like, if I'm just, if I'm anxious about this, like, I'll be more alert and I'll do better. But that can't be good. And I think we should be trying to reduce stress from our lives, which we're clearly trying to practice with our mindfulness. But... Yes. Because <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of that is also just, like, your mindset. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like as far as, like, society's view of mindfulness, like, what do you think the common... Because when I think of society's view of mindfulness, I think of somebody, like, in, like, yoga pants and, like, a secluded area in the woods, like, with crystals and, like... You know, I think it's a little bit... People think it's too weird or too... Like, out there. Like, out there, exactly. When in reality, it can just be you like, sitting in your car, like, listening to some light music and just, like, really just being in your thoughts. Or it could be you just about to go to bed and just taking, like, a moment to just think to yourself. I think that it's a lot more accessible than people think. Definitely. And I feel like if it were more normalized, obviously a lot more people would do it. So I guess Mm -hmm. just thinking maybe, like, over time, if there was some way that something, like, a practice like that, mindfulness or meditation could be more normalized then I think everyone would just benefit in the long run from that yeah I was thinking like I'm gonna I'm gonna say our guy Ross again but he he was saying like in his mindfulness like you should just get into a position where you're comfortable it you don't have to be sitting up with your hands on your knees like the typical person that you might imagine doing mindfulness like you can lie down you can you know like be somewhere that you feel really comfortable and I really liked him saying that because it made me think, like, mindfulness doesn't have to be this whole, like, this whole fancy out there type of thing that, like, only certain people do in the woods, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, you need to, like, pay for, like, an instructor. Yeah, and, like, like it can be just, I think, I want people, I want it to be just, like, this thing that, like, you just easily can, you know, incorporate into your life because, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be so, I think, like, the more the more it seems, like, in reach, the more we'll do it. Because if I think, oh, mindfulness, I gotta go, you know, look up a video and have somebody, like, talk me through this and I gotta get a yoga mat. Like, I can literally just sit somewhere and just, like, think and breathe for, like, five minutes. Yeah, and it could even just be you, like, resting your eyes for a few minutes, too. Like, it's just what... The whole point of it is to make you more comfortable so that, you know, like, your spirit and your soul are, like, more at peace and you know, you just feel, you just feel a lot more comfortable. So it's, it's not supposed to be you following some script that's making you feel like you don't know what you're doing or like feeling more anxious about just not really having a clue what's going on. It's supposed to be just whatever, whatever makes you feel more at peace. Mm. And sorry, I grabbed my phone, everybody, but I just found a 
um, I wanted to read the name of an app that somebody actually recommended to me and it's completely like free mindfulness practices and they even have ones where you can um, do like 40 days of meditation. Um, it's almost like a class and it's called Insight Timer if you want to download it. Because um, I've tried a couple from them and it's really nice they have like 80,000 instructors that you can choose from and yeah and that'd be like a good way to start because personally the thought of me just like turning on some music and like thinking I don't know if I'm there yet and that's okay I'm just gonna like maybe start with guided meditation first. yeah no definitely yeah I think it's just all about like what feels like the most like attainable to you like what is just like because if it's if it's something that's so easy and so in reach, like, you will do it every day. But if it's something that you th- you think of as being, like, like I said, like, oh, I gotta go, you know, pull up my yoga mat, I gotta go, you know, like, yeah. if it's just something that's just, like, easy to do, like, it's more likely that you'll do it, so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just something, like, um, what's it called? Like, when you're mindful breathing or... Oh, yeah, like, breathing exercises. Yeah, just doing some, like, breathing mm-hmm. exercises. Something like that is so easy, it takes less than 30 seconds just to calm and focus on your breath for a few minutes, mm-hmm. or a few seconds, I guess. Um, but you could just do it however long you want it to, and that's just such an easy thing to do. And you can do it multiple times a day. So I think that, for me at least, I'll probably start with something like that, because um, it seems more attainable. Yeah, like I'll, I guess I'll share a really easy one that I know. They have one... Um, I work at a restaurant and they have one posted up because it can get very stressful in there. And there's this breathing exercise that like, um, like firefighters and like first responders like practice. It's just like, you think of it as like a four by four square almost. So you just breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold it for four seconds and keep going clearly as long as you would need. But it's so easy and it's so simple to remember and it's like not something that feels complicated and I feel like it's such an easy thing that I could just do whenever mm-hmm. I feel stressed. So Yeah, I really like that. That's actually the one I was thinking of mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I love that. Esme, would you like to read the little mindfulness script that we have? Yeah, definitely. So I was thinking that we could end off this podcast with just a little guided meditation um, just so that you guys can get a sense of what it's like and yeah okay I invite you to take a deep breath and when you're comfortable begin to close your eyes I wonder if you would take a moment to imagine yourself being more calm peaceful and focused and as you allow your unconscious mind to naturally conjure an image of what that would feel like consider what you might be seeing hearing and what you might be feeling that shows you are more calm peaceful and focused and perhaps you are already feeling more calm, peaceful, and focused. If not, notice that your unconscious mind can reveal how you might do this. Now, maybe you can think of a simple way to incorporate this feeling of calm into your life in the days and weeks ahead. And after you have done that, know that it can really be this easy to create a little more peace and calm in your life. So, I invite you now to take a breath for a moment and begin to move your attention back to the room, listening to the sounds around you and begin to open your eyes. So after that little sample of a guided meditation, I was just wondering what you guys were visualizing while I was reading it. I, with these things, always feel like I just visualize myself in some natural setting, which I think is very telling, just like somewhere in a field or like, I don't know, on the beach or something like that. Um, Yeah. I think for me, I visualized um, something that kind of already happens in my life, which is when 
Um, I wake up purposely a little bit earlier than my family so that I can go downstairs and make my breakfast and eat my breakfast just kind of like alone. And that may sound really like sad, but it's actually really peaceful. It's really um, just like a time for me to just like listen to my own thoughts. I'm not like on my phone or anything. Um, So I guess that was like when I'm most peaceful. Yeah, I guess for me, um, I wasn't really like listening while I was, you know, guiding it. But (laughs) if I were, I would probably picture just the sun rising or the sun setting because that's always a really peaceful time because you don't really like notice that it's happening until you finally like if you're at the beach then you finally see the sun setting into the water so I feel like that's what I would probably picture mm-hmm. and that was so good at me really like that thank was you really guys good. Like that was my first time doing a guided meditation so yeah <laughs> you did a good job <laughs> maybe I'll do more <laughs> I had one more thing to talk about yeah. if that's okay or more Go off ahead. of this but um I think part of mindfulness is just being really careful what you accept into your mind, into your thoughts. Um, specifically, I'm thinking about social media with like negative comments. I'm thinking about um, even just like getting a negative comment or feedback from your teacher or peer. Um, I was just like wondering what your maybe experiences were with that or any thoughts. Mm-hmm. I liked this one, like one of the um, meditations or mindfulness exercises that we were doing was saying like, imagine a hot air balloon and like that's the negative thought and it Mm -hmm. floats away and I think it's important because I think when you try to like anything negative when you try to like really really suppress it it's just kind of giving it more weight but when you're kind of just like able to see it and acknowledge it but also like I don't know it it makes it like less like damaging or less like heavy that's so true yeah, I really liked I really liked the picture of the balloon too. That was in a guided meditation by Ross. So <laughs> we just love we Ross. Really I'm sorry. Love him. <laughs> if Ross is listening, we love you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but that was just a really good image because it was just I don't know. I just like really picture it and visualize it like blowing away and your problems never being seen again, the the ones that you were thinking about. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah. I also heard like this really good piece of advice. I oh I'm sorry, I forget from who, but um it's really helped me throughout like this year and I definitely gonna take it into college and it's you should never accept feedback from someone you wouldn't ask advice for. From sorry, let me say that one more time. You should never accept feedback from someone that you wouldn't ask advice from. Um and I really like that because I think it's easy to listen to everyone's opinion about you and kind of have those opinions almost mold who you are but at the end of the day um I would just be it's just helpful to be careful like what you're taking in um yeah yeah I agree I feel like there's um there's also like um a piece of advice that I've heard to just like kind of protect your your heart almost you can think of it or protect your soul or however you want to think of like your kind of non-physical being um, and to just kind of like have a, a guard around it and to make sure that like the things that you're letting into that are actually like important and in, in some situations like it's it's valuable to be able to kind of have a barrier around that and like I don't know I know sometimes for me like I can really let things like affect me very heavily and it's important to sometimes be able to like establish a, kind of like non-physical boundaries I don't know if that's making mm-hmm. sense yeah it really, <laughs> really does. Really good it really does um I kind of had a piece of advice that's it's very simple little unrelated to the other two that we've heard so far but just like 
do what makes you happy. And I feel like you hear that all the time. And I feel like it's hard to know exactly what that means for you because sometimes you don't know what makes you happy and you have to kind of experiment and like try out new habits and new activities and experiences. But um, I think at the end of the day, that is a really simple rule of thumb that is big enough that it can fit into kind of any aspect of your life. So I don't know, just I think that that one's a really good one to follow. I like mm-hmm. that one because I feel like whenever I hear because I do hear that a lot and I always think like, well, that's for people that have some favorite hobby or, you know, like pastime that they love. <laughs> but I think that it can, I mean, it can clearly be that, but I think that it can also be like something smaller too. Like I think, I feel like quotes like that that are so popular get almost like desensitized and they lose their like meaning and value when you hear mm-hmm. them over and over again and you think like, oh, that's for other people or whatever. But I like like do what makes you happy can be like little little tasks like coffee in the morning or like whatever it is like it doesn't have to be it I don't know yeah you don't have to be some like Olympian (laughs) who just wakes up every morning and trains for the entire day like it doesn't have to be some super intense passion like it it really can just be a little thing like coffee or Mm -hmm. you know so also do what makes you happy it makes me think that um you should just like genuinely like not really care about other people judging you or having opinions of you um because at the end of the day everyone's just like I think we said this before in a previous episode but everyone's really just focused on themselves and is worried about what other people are saying about them they're not no one's really judging you and if they are then that's like their problem it's not a you problem um it yeah. says more about them than it does about you. And I think Sarah had said that in a previous episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I, if you want to wear socks with sandals, you should wear socks mm-hmm. with sandals. Like, like literally anything. Like, if you, like, you shouldn't care about what you look like, what you, anything. Because it's just, you have to be who you are and do what makes you happy. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I think there's so many great, like, affirmations and quotes that just, like, help us with our, like, spirit and mindfulness and all of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end for today. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think that what we've learned is that this dimension can apply to a lot of different, like, we can relate to this in many different ways, and it's all just about, like, who you are, but, like, the non-physical, non-material exactly. you. Mm-hmm. So, like, your mind, your spirit, all of that type of thing, so. Yay, awesome. Yes. All right, well. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.